I'm Hope. I'm Kasia. And, and we, we are, are That Smutty Book Club. And today we have the author that I am arc reading for, Erin Fitzgerald. <laughs> Yay! <Hello. laughs> um, and today we're just going to ask some questions. Mm-hmm. Talk to her for a little bit. And... I don't, I don't know what to do, because usually she's the one who does all this, so yeah, it's no. kind of weird. Hope's, Hope's in ADHD land, usually, when we do the podcast, so... <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> like, the last interview we had with an author, you could see my ADHD. I was like... Hope's like... I was listening, but I was not listening at the same time. I guess we'll just start off, like, asking, like, who is Erin? Like, what, like, what do you do? Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, well... I'm Erin. I'm a contemporary romance author. I live about 20 minutes outside of uh, Washington, D.C. Um, I grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin. I've kind of lived all over the place. People always ask if that means if we're a military family, and we're not, actually. My husband was a photographer, and he's done a lot of work all over the world at this point. (laughs) I'm a photographer. Um, And that always kind of prompted our moves. So we have, the two of us met in Michigan at school. Um... Moved to New Jersey, then New York City, then to Florida, and now we're just outside of D.C. Um, That was for work at the time. We moved from Florida to D.C. for his job. He's actually sold his business since, and now he runs a jiu-jitsu gym. Mm. There you go. Nice. (laughs) And um, so I handle, like, his gym desk for him on top of the writing, so it keeps my days very, very full. And a lot of computer um, work. <laughs> it's a lot. And it's a lot, a lot in January because everybody's like, new year, new me. And yeah. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I will see you in three months. Right, exactly. I'm like, why are we doing this to me right now? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to leave in three months. And then you decided <laughs> to publish a book in January too. So like you just added on to it. <laughs> I'm like a complete masochist. It's just, I don't know. It seems to be a better publishing month than December, though, because unless you're writing, like, the Christmas romances, yes. just steer clear entirely. Yeah. So I was like, well, January, the last one came out in September. There was a nice big yeah. gap in between. Probably the biggest publishing gap I've taken to this point. So it felt like a really long time. But other people are like, already? <laughs> like, yes, there are stories to be told. <laughs> I got too many ideas going through my brain. Yes, got to kick some of these kids out the door. Yeah. <laughs> I would just like to ask, is that your cat or is that your cat? I'm sorry, that's my cat. I have <laughs> a bangle and then I have two tabbies. And yeah. the bangle does not get along with one of the tabbies, so he has to be separated. Otherwise, he will try to kill the other <laughs> one. So he's mad that he's locked up in a room right now. Oh. My cats are currently outside. So. I have two cats <laughs> that were getting spayed and neutered in a couple weeks, but they're siblings and one's in oh. heat right now. And so they're boy girl. So she's been like crying so loud and he is just like wants to be near her because he wants to mate with her. But I'm like, that is your sister. You cannot do that. Right. You're like, let me tell you how this works. Yeah. That's right. I have two male cats. They're both neutered, but they're outside currently because they're very annoying. Sometimes when they want outside, they will, one will just constantly meow. Or if he like, I have them on a diet now since I got an automatic feeder. They're very mad about it but I'm like you guys are fat you're going on a diet so so the feeder goes off at 6 or 6 30 a.m 12 p.m and 7 p.m and then midnight 
And I only get like, just like small portions, like that big. And so one cat will eat all the food. So I had to put him, I was like, they're on a strict diet now. It's like, that's the only times you're getting fed. You ain't getting fed that much. But he will go downstairs and constantly meow to my parents to feed him. My parents are like, feed your cat. And I'm like, no, he's on a diet. He's fat. I was like, I, want a, I don't want an overweight cat. You guys always had overweight labs, too. Yeah. But it's, it's always weird how our dogs become overweight because, like... They're so active. They are so active. And they'll go, like, two days without eating. Like, they'll have food in their bowl just sitting there for two days. They won't eat it. They'll go and get, like, a mouthful here so often, but, like, they wouldn't eat. And, like, we would ask Sierra, like, what's going on? She'd be like, nothing. They're just, they don't want to eat. There's nothing you can do about it. I just had some fat stored up. Yeah, they just (laughs) had some fat stored up. They were in the burning process or something. Yeah, I was like, well, that one mouthful must have held you off for a couple days. Right. I'd be, like, gnawing on my own arm at that point. Goodness. That was my fault. Sorry. Sorry to whoever's listening. Yeah. You can hear every single bump on this table. I know. Yeah, like if I were just to like tap it right here, you'd hear it with the mic. The mic picks up everything. The mic is super sensitive. Yes. yes. We have it turned down even too. We okay, have a question. Topic. All right. Focus. I'm focusing. So, I might just like jump around on this. That's fine. Yeah, go for it. You can look at mine too if you see any. I was like, here's a lot. So, when did you first realize you wanted to be a writer? When I was 10 years old. Um, I don't know that it just came out of nowhere. I don't actually remember. I just remember sitting down to write a story which was super disjointed and all over the place. And my third grade teacher was very, very encouraging about it. She, she was like, oh, I want to read it because she saw me working on it. And so I gave it to her to read. And she was like, oh, Erin, that was so good. Maybe we'll read it for class sometime. And thank God she never did. (laughs) But at that point, I was like, you know what? This is really fun. I like making up stories. So I wrote until I was in college. I kind of shifted focus because I ended up going to college for journalism. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I can still write. It's just in a different capacity, Mm -hmm. thinking this degree will be more useful to me than if I go into like English literature or creative writing or something. It wasn't. (laughs) I still got a job, but it was in finance instead (laughs) because I got pregnant six weeks after college. And I was like, I need work now. Yeah. I need to feed people. I need to have health insurance. And I had graduated just after the publishing industry really started to collapse after 9-11. And so, although I was living in the New York City area at the time, there were just not a lot of jobs. And the ones that were available were not paying well at So all. you lived in New York City at the time of 9-11? I was not yet. Um, okay. My now husband was. I was finishing out my last year of schooling, and then I moved out. So that happened, obviously, September. I graduated in April, and I moved immediately after graduation out there in April. Mm-hmm. So at that point, there was still like that smoking shell yes. and, and a huge crater in the ground. I won't and tell you how old we were at, during 9-11. <laughs> it, was, it was insanity. Like he... Don't just say she's older than I am. <laughs> 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 
Not by much. Two <laughs> years, but... The story, they're like, that just seems so long ago. And I'm like, it wasn't, but I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 44, so there's been some life lived. I'm 24. I'm 22. Gonna be 23 this year. I'll be 25 this year. I remember 23. <laughs> that was the year I had my son. <laughs> Same. No. Yeah. 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 I was like, you're 20. You were 23. Yeah. I was 23 when I had my son. Yep. I am um, not pregnant yet. So. <laughs> you need to get your life together first, girl. <laughs> we're on, the, sh- really we're on the struggle bus yes. lately. No. Yeah. <laughs> we it's have- hard. <laughs> hard but getting pregnant unexpectedly will really get your shit together yes mine was not unexpectedly mine was very planned but you still have to get your shit together really do because it's such a massive life change yes was there like a book that got you into like the love of like reading slash writing like was there ever like a series for you that was like oh my goodness i love to read I wouldn't say that I can identify any one of them in particular, but reading was always really, really big in our household growing up. Um, my mom read to us, my little brother and myself, every day. Um, and she homeschooled us for the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with my dad being a dairy farmer, my mom's a registered nurse. And they decided when I was born that my mom was going to stay home and she was going to raise the kids for at least the first couple of years of our lives. So she didn't actually end up going back to work until I was in the third grade. Um, and at that point, I was I was done with homeschooling. I was over it. I was like, Mom, this is just not going to work for us. I want to go to a normal school. I want to have friends. Um, but as a part of our curriculum, every single day, she would take like 45 minutes, an hour, and she would read to us. And I remember going through, I think it was called the Stair Step Farm which was similar in a way to like the Laura Ingalls Wilder series. And we went through that one as well. And then we went through the Sam Campbell books about all the crazy animals that he and his wife had at their cabin up north, um, which would have been like, I think, Upper Peninsula area of Wisconsin and Michigan. So she was always reading to us. And we would go to the library every week. I think it was Wednesdays. And I would check out like this massive stack of books, as many as the librarians would let me take. Yeah. And they'd be like, there's no way you're going to get through all those books. And I was like, watch me. Yeah. And every week I would come back and I'm like, I did it. <laughs> and I get more. So I've been reading since I was really, really little. And I've always loved it. And I think that just kind of, it fed my brain in a way. And mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I feel like this is something I can do. I have stories I want to tell too. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. I do too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still waking up. <laughs> hey, I'm only like on my second cup here. <laughs> I won't actually be fully functional until about four cups. I sent you the link and then I like looked at Hope's location to make sure she was coming because Hope has a tendency to sleep in past her alarm. And she was still at her house, which is 30 minutes away. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> so I FaceTimed her. I'm like, are you coming? She's like, oh crap, I'm coming. I'm like, okay, let me text Erin quick and let her know. I had a- Three alarm set, like three. I had one for six forty-five. I had one for seven and seven thirty. I and will my say seven thirty did not go off. I will say though, I was up with my son a lot last night, and every time that I was up with him, and Hope would text me, like she would text me throughout the night. So she was up at like three, four. So she like was up quite a bit throughout the night. So I didn't sleep at like <laughs> that much last night. I maybe got a total of five hours of sleep last night, and then two this morning. 
think you need a Saturday nap. Yeah. Day of rest. Yeah, but I want to go home and do some stuff. I My dad's home, finally, so we're going to put up my new ceiling fan. <laughs> I'm going to make that him do it. That she got for Christmas. I'm so excited. That for was her Christmas present. <laughs> it's my Christmas present. I have been asking months for a ceiling fan. I thought I... You like, get excited about the appliances. You become an adult, she, and then yeah. the things that you ask for for Christmas change very, very wildly. She texted me, and she's like, what did you get for Christmas? And I said, a ceiling fan. <laughs> I was like, okay. She's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yay. That's the best part of my Christmas this year. Because, <laughs> like, my ceiling fan, it works. Like, the fan works. The lights don't work. And I would love to have my lights back on my ceiling fan sometimes. Instead of using two lights on the, each corner of my room that aren't very bright. It sucks. You get, like, that dark cave in the middle. Yeah. So, it sucks. But I'm just very excited. I'm going to make him put it up. Him and my boyfriend. That's the rest so, of your present. Yeah. Installation. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's not going to take that long. Maybe half hour. <laughs> Comes with an installation oh, that's fee. That's pretty simple. Yeah. So, um, how many hours do you write a day? Like... I don't actually have a set amount of time that I write every day. I'm so sorry. That cat is so loud. It's fine. You're all right. Um, we both know so, the pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. Then. Usually it's my son crying out there, so you can usually hear him crying on the on the audio. I'm like, I promise he's well taken care of. He's out there with his father. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say that I have a, a set amount of time that I write every day, and maybe I should. I guess it's different for everybody. I know some people who say, you know, I write from this time to this time every day, religiously, without fail, and I don't really do that. It's more of a, like, when the writing spirit shows up. Yeah. The problem is that a lot of times the writing spirit shows up, and I'm like, shh, shh, I'm not ready for you. Hold that thought. Yeah. I have all these other things that I have to do first. Yeah. I'll get to you. But sometimes it's like, I have to sit down now and write it before I lose it. Yeah. Sometimes that's at 2 a.m. These characters will wake me up like, Erin, I've got this great idea. And I'm like, shut up. I'm sleeping. They're not going to go away. I'm going to have to get up, get the laptop out, type it out. And then I'm like, are we good? Because I'm going back to bed. I've actually had like a couple things like this. Like I'm not, I'm not a writer yet. And I don't know if I'll ever be one one day. But like there's sometimes where like an mm-hmm. idea will pop in my head. And I like have to write it down. I'm like, I have to like. I cannot stop thinking about it. Like, I can't go back to sleep because I have to. I don't think I'd be able to sit down for, like, a certain time every mm-hmm. single day. Like, the creativity would just, like, not come to me. I think for I could probably sit down for, like, a couple hours after, like, that idea comes. I'm yeah, like, but, if like... If I'm free, I'm like, oh, I'm free. I'm yeah, but like, I couldn't, like, set a time and be like, okay, from two to four, I'm going to sit down and write. Yeah. My it's most, really... like, my creativity really comes at night. Like, yeah. I cannot think of anything during the day, but if I'm not sleeping at night... I can yep. think of it. Happen. Yeah. Usually that's my thing as well. It's kind of morphed to the point now where it just, it'll show up during the day sometimes, but I'm most reliably creative at night. And it's once everybody else is in bed, the house is quiet. There's nobody, you know, mom, 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 mm-hmm. or have you seen my keys, wallet, phone? And I can finally sit down and focus yeah. on just that one thing. Yeah. It's usually more like I have a list in my head or on paper, because I keep lists everywhere, of the things that I have to accomplish during that day. And I'll wake up in the morning and sit down and try to do the hardest thing first, the thing that I know is going to take the most time and mental effort. And that's not always the writing. That's honestly usually the social media stuff, working on all the promos and everything, because just maintaining that consistency can mm-hmm. be a little bit difficult. 
So I try to do that first thing in the morning every day, get it at least scheduled or completed, downloaded on my computer, ready to go. And then throughout the rest of the day, it's whatever else has to be taken care of. Like if I have to mail out books, I'll pack them up. Um, a lot, a lot of bookstagrammer follow-ups as I'm trying to build up the ARC team mm-hmm. and then, you know, seeing if they're interested in joining the influencer team. And then usually at some point during the day, I'm like, oh, okay, all my tasks are done. Now I can sit down and do the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I can sit down and write or edit. Mm-hmm. I can't edit. I would say I would hate editing. <laughs> I would be like, right, the bane of my existence. I don't enjoy it, but unfortunately, that's just such a necessary part of the process. Yes. And I'm not usually somebody who goes through and, like, writes it from start to finish and then edits it. I edit as I go. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll go back and I'll read through and I'll be like, oh, I don't like that at all. And I'll do my edits and then I'll keep writing. Mm -hmm. And it's just... That way it makes it easier, I feel Mm -hmm. like, at the end, where I'm like, well, it's already kind of shaped the direction that I want it to go. And then I'll go through and I'll do like a really big second edit and all the rewrites that come with it. Makes sense. That does. I would do it like one chapter at a time. Mm-hmm. That way I didn't have. I would not like to go back and reread the whole book because then I'd be like, I hate this whole thing. Get rid of it. Honestly, by the time I'm ready to kick it out the door, I've usually reached that point because from start to finish, I have probably read the book. 25 times start quoting it (laughs) exactly and the crazy part is you would think having read that many times that i would maintain all the tiny little details but oftentimes i'll be like oh what did she say at that point and i have to go back and look and i'm like how am i not remembering this like i created these people how do i not know what they did yeah (laughs) and that's why i have so many notebooks at home because i'm like I gotta start, like, if I write a book, I'm gonna have to write down, like, tiny little details, or who is who, if they died, or if they're still alive, or what their part of the story is. I'm like, I'm gonna have to do that, because I'm gonna forget. As soon as I read a book, I forget it, and I know that's terrible, and I know that's probably not what authors want to hear, and it's not, like, it could be, like, a 15 out of 10 read, like, five stars, amazing read, and I'm still gonna forget it. It does not matter. I'm right there with you. My retention rate is terrible. Yeah. I might remember the basic premise of a yes. story, but if I come back to it three years later, I'll be like, oh, this feels so brand new. Yes. <laughs> I can remember certain books, like everything about certain books. I am more of like, I can remember everything about fantasy books, but like when it comes to contemporary, I don't remember every small detail. I remember most of it, but I don't remember every like, tiny detail or what was said and mm-hmm. how that person met that person like right so well, i there's so much contemporary romance out there that you get to a point where you're like i'm pretty sure i've read every plot variation that's available and it just kind of starts to muddle together mm-hmm. that's me so with hockey romance absolutely loved it your yes. brain is like i've read it all yep <laughs> that's me with <laughs> hockey romance i am a sucker for hockey romance so i feel like i'm like i've read them all like at this point i was looking at her bookshelf so how many, how many books do you have published so i have 15 published and number 16 is coming out this coming friday the 12th which is when this episode comes today, out today this episode comes out on the 12th yep so perfect, perfect. timing. i know 
It's almost like we planned it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have you hype it up at the end for sure. <laughs> so. Well, thank you for having me because that's a big deal. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm totally linking this everywhere. <laughs> Please do. Please. People, go get it. Please do. Please do. We're up to quite. We've been gaining a steady flow of followers on yeah. Insta. Like they've become since she posted what our last reel in the giveaway. Mm-hmm. It has been kind of like we've gotten at least one yeah. follower a day mm-hmm. since awesome. it's been posted. Nice yeah. Growth. yeah, I'm excited about it. And then we get to pick a winner tomorrow for it. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Ooh. Um. Okay. So. I'm so stupid. I wrote down this question. Any upcoming releases? <laughs> I already knew. <laughs> like we're talking about. It's coming out this day. Um, You'd think Hope was the blonde in our relationship. Maybe I should die. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the most difficult part of your writing process? Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm work these out while I go. Probably, probably once it goes out to my beta team, because at that point, I've released it. You're sitting There's waiting. There's nothing more I can really do but yeah. wait. Mm-hmm. Like, I've done all the edits I think I need to do, and the problem is, like, at that point, I want to be in it every day, tweaking it, making improvements. Yeah. But I need to wait for feedback because I don't know if they're going to find something big that I need to completely rewrite. Like if somebody's going to come back and say, you know, I found this massive plot hole, you need to close it. So just that waiting is so hard. Yeah. And then once it comes back and I fixed it and it goes out to the arcs and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> I did notice that on our team that there was like two things pointed out like on the present day but it's supposed to be past day yes oh i was so mad about that when i was like when did i do that because the version that i had downloaded to my kindle for like my final read through was fine so i must have gone through at some point after that oh. and changed it back right before i sent it out to the arc team i was so mad oh. i was like that is such a glaring oops <laughs> it's fixed now yeah I was like, at least it was pointed out nobody was just like skimmed over it you know Right, exactly. I did not notice it. I didn't until someone pointed it out. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's the worst part because usually people will say the best part to discover your mistakes is to hit publish. And that is so true. And then you're just kicking yourself. You're like, how did I not see it? I read through it 20, 25 times and I missed it every time. A time with my TikToks, because you can't edit your TikToks, like, captions or anything like that, and I swear, every single time I post one, I'm like, oh, and there's a mistake. Okay. I always <laughs> forget words when I write stuff, so I know if, like, well, I always have to, like, triple check when I post something on Bookstagram to make sure yeah, I've but got at least every with, word. At least with, like, Instagram, you can go back and edit your captions. You can't do that no, with TikTok. No, I mean, like, on the picture, oh, like, on I the write thing. something, oh, yeah. I'm like, yes, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> and then I'll get to the next one, I'm like... I forgot the main word. Because, like, I will, text go in too fast. I will text people all the time, and they'll be like, what are you saying? And I'm like, sorry, my brain was going faster than my thumb, so I was like, I forgot a word. I have a hard question for you, but it's kind of like asking who's your favorite child, but who's your favorite character that you've written? Out of all the books or out of this series? Both. Okay. So, favorite character. <clears throat> oh, boy. That's really hard. 
Um, no, it's kind of like asking who's your favorite kid. Like, you, can, really you, can you really like, choose? Like, if you ask my mom, she'd say, me, Sierra. <laughs> so my sister listens to the podcast, so. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Um, your sister's I the favorite. Like, if we go with, like, all-time favorite over all the series, maybe... Relationship <laughs> That's their name. <laughs> Trashly. <laughs> You're gonna have to share that one. You're gonna have to clip this part so we can share it in the group chat. <laughs> that was like the worst relationship name you could have came up with. It's about as bad as the other. So I couldn't figure out ganged up on. <laughs> now I'm crying. I have this thing where I cry when I laugh. Um. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> Travis and Ashley's relationship, I love when Ashley is always teasing Travis. Like, when she first got there. And, oh, I can't remember what she said. It was at the very beginning of the book, but I was like, that's okay, so my girl. Hope, who's your favorite yeah. character out of the series? Ashley and Lana. I can't choose between the two. <laughs> it's just, it's between those two. <laughs> it's because both of them... They're, they're very different people, but, like, the dynamic of their relationship mm. was so fun. And you just see how close they are as friends and have remained that way throughout their lives. And It's just like, it's like me and her. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you step into their shoes and you're like, oh, I totally say that. <laughs> so who am I? That's what my best friend says whenever she reads the book. She'll be like, oh, this character, it was like... I don't the know. character opened their mouth and you came running out. And I was like, well, that's kind of how it works. <laughs> I don't know who you, I think you would be more of Lana. Okay. I don't know. It's kind of difficult to say who's who. Because we're both yeah. like a little bit of both. Yeah. So. Have but, all the best qualities. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
But, okay. <clears throat> Let's see. You can look on mine, too. I don't really have... I mean, mine aren't as deep as yours. I feel like yours... Because... So, you just asked that question, so I'll mark that out. You've stolen two of my questions. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I don't care. What? <laughs> what? We have the same brain. What, what was your hardest scene to write out of this series? Like, one of the books. Ooh, I would say... The hardest scene to write was probably in book one um toward the end try not to give it away too much i'm really good at giving things away um toward the end when lana's past catches up with her oh let's put it that way that's the one that's the part i was thinking i was like i bet it's gonna be this part it's like she said book one it's gonna be that part it that was a really hard part to write because thankfully i have no personal experience with something like that Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to take it too far. I feel like something like that is better left as much off page as possible because mm-hmm. it's going to be such a trigger for a lot of people. Um, but not having been in that situation myself, it's kind of like, how do I write this believably? Mm-hmm. So... And you can't really, like, if when you're trying to figure it out, you can't really just go up and ask somebody what their experience was. Right. If you're, right. What was your experience? Help me out with this. Like, that would be, that would be insanity. So you um, just kind of have to, like, I, pull, like, people's, like, now, I don't want to say, like, steal their stories, like, from their, right. but you're just trying to get that idea of, like. Pull from experience. Yeah. Pull from ex- <clears throat> someone, like, experience, but you're not stealing it from somebody you know, you know. Right. Exactly. You don't want it to be verbatim something that they've experienced because that just feels so disrespectful yeah. but actually I do have but also a friend who had shared mm-hmm. her experience with me and so I kind of had that in the back of my mind while I was writing it where I was not using it not even as inspiration but more like how am I going to feel when she reads this and how is she going to react to it like yeah. I need to be really really sensitive to that and I, so I want it to be a trigger yeah I don't like like, I don't like that that happens in real life and stuff, but I like when books write it in because they bring awareness to it to some people, yes. like, who don't understand it. Like, when they're first getting into reading, like, they bring that awareness and stuff into it. Like, yeah. And, yeah. and so, it makes it more real life. Yeah. I don't like we experience these things. Because I, I like the books that are, like, you know, happy and stuff. Like, I do like those sometimes, but I also like the books that feel, like, more real. Like, real life oh, this is, like, someone's experience like this is real and then i agree exactly and i feel like those books in a way have the ability to give you more hope Mm -hmm. when you finish them because you're looking at it like this person went through so much and they still got their happily ever after maybe i can too yeah Mm -hmm. i think yeah it gives definitely people some hope like I think it also probably helps people to read about, I don't fake people's experience with it, but, like, it's, I think, some part, like, it probably does help them a little bit, like, if they can do it, even if it's fake, like... Makes them feel less alone. Yeah, makes them feel less alone. Makes yeah. them feel seen, I think. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Um, so we asked our last author duo, when they were on the podcast, um, this question, just because I think it's kind of fun to, to talk about, but what is the weirdest thing you've had to research because of a book? Oh boy. So like 
<clears throat> the last authors we had, we had L.A. Shaw on the um, podcast, and they linked a, like, sex toy in one of their books, and so I was like, is that the weirdest thing that you've ever had to research, or, and they did, they were like, no, actually, that was just, like, a personal love, but, you know. <laughs> I have actually had to research sex toys, and I'm like, if my mother could see my baby, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Do you I don't like, want I'm driving to Maryland, and I'm sprinkling you with something, because <laughs> I need to get the Satan out of you. <laughs> Speaking um, of Satan, I've been seeing 666 everywhere. <laughs> it's not I, a good thing. I know. Well, so it depends on which one you take it. Because sometimes 666 can be a good thing. It's an angel number. Yeah. Look up what the angel number means. Because I got into the machine yesterday and the numbers were uh, 1,666 hours. And then I got on my... Um, my Monopoly Go the other day and I was stealing from someone and it was $666,000. I was like, what? There's my sign. I was like, what's going on? There's an, I think it was like at like a gas station and like the oh. total was like 666 and the, the cashier was like, I can't say that. And I was like, okay. like I can I, see it on the screen. It's just a number, but like she's like, I can't say that number. I'm like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> so I, sorry. I don't know if I saved just it. Just ruined her day. But I did go to the gas station one time to fill up, and the total came out to thirty six sixty six. So I'm gonna really have to look up what these angel numbers. I would say are. yeah, look up what your angel six 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 is. So yeah, angels are trying to tell you something. I think so. To answer the other part of your question, I I think honestly, probably one of the hardest things that I've ever had to research was um, book number. You would think I could remember. I think it's book number six in my second series is about a woman who is an ex-pararescue with um, the Air Force. I don't have any Army or Navy or Air Force. I have no experience with that. I have some friends who have Army experience, but I got it in my head that she was going to be ex-pararescue, and I was like, and I'm going to do this right. I cannot tell you how many books and articles I read. And it's not that I really even touched on her profession that much in the book. Like I didn't really go to, into a great amount of detail. I just wanted to know how that would shape her as a character mm-hmm. and like her life decisions and the things that she would do. Um, so I read extensively for that one. But honestly, for that entire second series, I feel like I did a lot of research because a lot of the People in the series ended up having jobs outside of the military with which I have no experience. And I was mm-hmm. like, I need to look like I know what I'm talking about. I don't want somebody in that profession to pick up the book and go, oh, well, this is crap. And just, you know, toss it aside. Yeah. I wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So hopefully it is. I haven't gotten any blowback from it yet. We'll see. There could be some pararescue person yeah. out there who's like, oh, this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you ever write a heavy equipment operator, I'm your girl. There you go. <laughs> I was going to ask really quick, because we're speaking of professions, have you ever wrote, like, um, like anything about a photographer or anything like that since your husband was a photographer? Or have will you ever write a photographer? I don't think I've written a... Pho- well, yes, actually. Very, very small. Um, she's a secondary character, and it's actually in this book that's coming out. There is a photographer in there named Talia... Um, who shows up toward the end of the book. She has returned to Montana where she grew up. She had escaped or thought she was escaping when she was a kid 
she moved to New York City and had a thriving wedding photography business. And her words are, it was a thriving wedding photography business until it wasn't. So I'm kind of leaving that open to see if she decides her story needs to be told because sometimes secondary characters remain secondary characters, mm-hmm. even if I don't want them to, even yeah. if I'm like, oh, but your story would be so good. Yeah. But the inspiration just never shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you so can think of like part maybe, of it, but never finish it. I hope it. that her inspiration shows up because I love writing books, like writing. I love reading books that have photography in them because it's just, I don't know, it's just fun getting to see like my world in like a book sometimes. Yes. Yeah. No, I totally could. It's, I definitely have the background with it because because of the husband mm-hmm. um you know and he he started out actually doing commercial photography in new york city so he was doing like you know magazine photo shoots and stuff like that and it it's a wild world but it got to the point where he was like i'm done i'm out these mm-hmm. people are just it's too much mm-hmm. so he actually ended up going into product photography over time and that kind of morphed into his own business and that's why we ended up here because so many of his contracts were with smithsonian it's crazy. I'm going to go to the Smithsonian so bad. Anyway. I don't think I could ever go into, like, a museum without thinking of Night at the Museum, like, thinking the things are going to come alive. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think that all the time, too. Especially the Smithsonian. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff in there, you never know what's happening there at night. They could, we you just see, see the lights going off and on. They're having a raid. <laughs> like, oh, oh, Can I join? Even though you're all dead. <laughs> I think they have one of the Easter Island heads at the Museum of Natural History in um, New York City. And we took my son there when he was very, very small, just after he had watched Night at the Museum. Mm -hmm. And we're walking past the Easter Island head, and he's like, my dum-dum wants you speak. And I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Dum-dum, give me (laughs) gum-gum. I was just going to say that dum-dum, give me (laughs) gum-gum. Isn't that where it was filmed, too, was there? Or was it? I don't know. I don't know where the first one was filmed. I think it was filmed in New York. That I think it was at that one. Might have been. Yeah, I think it was. At least largely. I'm sure yeah. they had like a sound stage. Yeah. Before, oh, yeah. But like, yeah. I, yeah. I think so. I can't remember. I, I know they were in New York. From, we're getting off topic. <laughs> but That's a, this is how my brain works, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This one's going to, this one's a little fun one. So okay. I'm just talking about like just this book that's we're talking about now we're coming out um if your book were made into a movie which actors would play your characters oh that's exciting i know that's, i saw this one i was I like that's this harder is to nail down for ashley than it is for travis i had somebody suggest oh my gosh what is his name is it charlie hunnam hang on let me see and I was like, okay, I can see that. Um, yeah, Charlie Hunnam. He's the guy from, uh, is it Lords of Anarchy? Oh, yeah. So somebody had suggested that for Travis, and I was like, okay, I could, I could see that. It, it could work. Like, it's not spot on in my brain. I was thinking of Liam Hemsworth for some reason for Travis. Uh, yeah, yum. <laughs> that would totally work. That's who I was thinking of, like, when he has, like, what is he, blonde hair, right? When he's Long hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was just, yeah, that's, that's the cool. instant, like, first thing that popped in my head was Liam Hemsworth. And it's usually Dylan O'Brien. So I was kind of yeah, surprised. Yeah, but, like, Liam Hemsworth right. plays Gale, and we can't stand that. And he's also taking over Geralt of Rivia and The Witcher, and. 
Yeah. I ain't mad. I love Henry Cavill. We can't be Team Gale over here. Henry Cavill was Mark Branson for me. I can see that too. I totally wrote Mark Branson with Tom Selleck in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. Like I could just, I could see him in that role. Like when Tom Selleck was about forty-five years old, like Friends era. Oh yeah. Delicious back then. I was like, yeah, I can totally see that working. (laughs) Mine was just Henry Cavill. I love Henry Cavill. Do you know what I'm talking about? Superman. I've never seen any of them. Hold on. We need to disabuse her here. Like, she needs to know. (laughs) Yes. Also, I need to save that. Because that's weird. Yeah, I I totally don't know who I would pick for Ashley. Because she's, she's, you know, half Caucasian, half Venezuelan. So it's like, who really fits that in my brain? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have anybody for that. That really stands out. He's a fine man. This is him in The Witcher. Not about it. He's like I'm not about the long hair. He's in, He's not gonna be there anymore. Sad. 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 It's so weird. It's this like is when Henry is in a suit and he's doing like the red carpet thing. Doesn't he's funny. totally not my jam. But in The Witcher, I was like, "Ooh, you dirty up nice." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Usually, it's like the clean cut. I really like that. But mm-hmm. as The Witcher, I was like, "Okay, I am now seeing this thing." Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more questions? Um, I just have like, a couple more, but I think we've kind of covered most of them okay. that I had. I was just going to say, like, let's maybe talk about the new book release yeah, and that's right. hype that up a little bit. <clears throat> so tell us about your book that comes out on one twelve, which is when this episode comes out as well. Yes. So this book is kind of a continuation. It's a deeper dive of book one because people will meet Travis and Ashley in book one. They're very very strong secondary characters in that book um and while writing it i knew that i wanted them to have their own story i just didn't know exactly how that was going to flesh out at the time and it took me a while because actually i wrote books one and three first and i wrote them several years ago and then just kind of let them sit because i was like they're not ready yet i feel like something is missing so I had to go back and do some extensive edits, mostly because my writing style changed a lot mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Because when I decided that I was going to sit down and start writing romance, I did a deep dive. I read like 250 contemporary romance novels in a year. It's like, I need to know what I'm doing. I need to know what's expected, what's like the, the standard for this industry. And when I had written these books, I was doing third person past tense. I was like, this is not going to work. I need first person, present tense, and I need dual point of view. And so I started writing it that way, and it was a little clunky at first. It took a while to get into it. And honestly, at this point, I don't think I can go back to any other way because it's finally, it feels like it flows at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that time, I had written Mark and Lana's book, and then I had written Jacob and Emily's book, which is actually going to be book three. And I had written about half of Travis and Ashley's story, and I didn't really know yet where it was going to go, so I just let it sit. So when I came back to it, thinking, okay, now's my time, I'm going to clean them up, I'm going to get this series out into the world, then at that point it was like my brain was on fire. It's like, I got it! Let's go! <laughs> and sat down and finished the rest of it. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. So it, it took a while. So the first one is Something Lost, correct? Yes. And the second and one... This one is something broken, something broken. Um, and it, it picks up with Travis and Ashley, but it runs 
kind of concurrently. I noticed, to yeah. One, um, I didn't want to just completely disregard the characters in book one when writing it because I felt like they all had such a role to play, not only throughout the lives of these characters, but in kind of helping bring them together. So it does run fairly concurrently. There are flashbacks um, throughout the book that kind of explain the reasoning, mm-hmm. like why they ended up where they are at this point, what happened, how did they fall so far mm-hmm. from what they initially intended. Um, but it's, it's picking up, it initially is picking up in the present day of Travis and Ashley having all this time between them and Travis's sister Lana kind of meddles. She's always thought that they needed to belong together. Although she has no idea just what the history between them is because they kept it so quiet. Um, So she kind of engineers that second chance and it, it picks up a little before that kind of introducing them the very separate lives that they're living yeah and then shows you the flashbacks of what they were years and years ago and then lana engineers that second chance and they're like do we go forward with this thing or do we just call it what it was yeah so what would the tropes be of this second book to get the readers kind of excited Get the so readers. I would say this Listeners. is it's a midlife second chance. Um, it's single dad. He is stern and grumpy. Life has shaped him in some pretty harsh ways. And I wouldn't say that Ashley is the sunshine. She's more snarky. Get your um, shit together. <laughs> she's got some attitude and she gives it back to him. Like he is not used to being told no or being given instructions. And she's like, please. Listen, here's how it's going to go. Um, I would also say it's a he falls first. Uh, what else? I can pull them up real quick if you want. That's probably easier because my brain drops these things. <laughs> Same. There are a few. I did a list at one point, but I can't picture it in my brain. So a stern, grumpy MMC, best friend's brother, he falls first. Age gap, Montana ranch life, midlife second chance, single dad to twin boys, accomplished, driven, feisty MFC, with a hardworking background. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> that covers it pretty well. And then you had some other ones too, like uh, <coughs> small town meets big city. Yes. And um, protective, grumpy alpha. And then, yeah, that was about it. Yep. That pretty well sums it up. But I love it. I'm not 100% finished with it, but we'll have it done by this weekend, so. (laughs) (laughs) You've had kind of a crazy week anyway. Mm -hmm. It takes a while. Yeah, it has been a little bit of a crazy week. I took a break from quite a bit of stuff, so. Yeah, she was like, we were... We were, like, talking back and forth on Snapchat video. I don't know. We were being weird yesterday. We never do that, but we were, like, sending videos back and forth. It was so much easier because I was driving, so I was like, I'm not texting her. I'm just kind of Snapchatting. And so she was like, I just, like, have no motivation. I have no inspiration to do anything right now. She's like, I don't 
I don't know where I want things to go and I don't know like where I want to be at at this certain time and I'm like hope just take a break like just shut everything off turn everything off read a good book find do something you love and then maybe it'll come like it doesn't have to be like a right now thing like just because it's the new year and everyone else is motivated and everything else is like having these like big revelations doesn't mean that you necessarily need to have one right now I agree you need those quiet moments to really mm, digest who you are yeah and, and I sometimes it's easy to lose that I have plat or like I'm off for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, so I think I'm just going to spend my time relaxing and reading and yes. maybe making edits, see how I feel, so. Yeah, it'll come. Yeah. It takes a while sometimes. The brain doesn't always know what the next step yeah. is going to be. It's, it's just like writing a book. You're writing your life. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's I know those, good. yeah. <laughs> but is there anything else? I don't think so. Well, thank you so much for joining yes, us. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. Now I have it's a couple to books to add to my TBR. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll definitely have to do it again, like, sometime in the far future. Like, yeah, when you have another book release. Yeah, when you have another one, we'll maybe have you on for a little bit and then... Hype up the new release. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. Well, the next one will probably be out to my ARC team at some point in mid to late March, so probably some kind of an April publication date. Okay. The book is written, I just don't love it yet, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm waiting for that inspiration to come to me so I can yeah. go back and make those tweaks. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. And thank you. we'll give you, like, a little clip to share on your page if you want. Yeah. We can send it to you. I'll share the. We'll, we'll, we'll clip the trashly. Yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> the trashly. Because <laughs> we're like, well, now I gotta read it. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> Who is trashly? Who is I mean, trashly? We're a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, but <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you, you too. Stay warm. Yes. We will. It's very warm in this room. <laughs> I'm so wet. <laughs> See ya. Oh, she's super sweet. I am sweating. Hope, what book are you reading? So, I'm still currently trying to finish her book, but I also started um, another book. Just to see how I would like it, because I really wanted to start Nevernight, and mm-hmm. I'm like, need to start something different also to talk about on the podcast yeah i haven't gotten very far into it but because i only heard about this book i mean it's been on my book talk for a while but also pierre ford or Pierre ford on youtube she's like really big book youtube person mm-hmm. she um i didn't know booktube was a thing yeah i'm gonna have to like do a deep dive oh watch pierre ford okay. like love her so like what do they do like book hauls and like she does like yeah book hauls she talks about certain books um so it's kind of like a podcast but just on youtube yeah pretty much but here i'll pull her like account up (coughs) i'm so sorry guys i have like a cough i don't know what it's causing it yet but she's also an actress oh so she did a nevernight series and it seemed really interesting but she does like um she hasn't posted in like a couple years it's been a while i think she said she was taking a break or something i don't remember um is it on like kindle unlimited the book that you're 
No, I actually oh. own the first book, the copy oh, okay. of the first book. But I so, also have the rest of the series on my Kindle. Can you pull it up on Goodreads, like, still? Yeah. Like the, um, what's it called? Synopsis? Yes. I'm hungry. Hear my stomach rumbling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starving. <clears throat> um, if you're on the YouTube watching this, look at Hope's weird pen. It's from a chiropractor office. It's got, like, it's a spine, but it's, like... It's got scoliosis. It's got scoliosis. It's a pen that's got scoliosis. <laughs> she brought that in here, I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so, in a land where three sons almost never set, a fledgling, fledgling killer joins a school of assassins seeking vengeance against the powers who destroyed her family. Daughter of an executed traitor, Mia Corver... I don't really know how to say her last name is barely able to escape her father's failed rebellion with her life, or with her life. Alone and friendless, she hides in a city built from the bones of a dead god, hunted by the Senate and her father's former Conrads. Uh, But her gift for speaking with the shadows leads her to the door of a retired killer and a future she never imagined. Now Mia is apprenticed, apprenticed to the deadliest flock of assassins in the entire Republic, the Red Church. If she bests her fellow students in contests of steel, poison, and subtle arts, she'll be inducted among the blades of the lady of blessed murder and one step closer to the vengeance she desires. But a killer is loose within the church's halls. The bloody secrets of Mia's past return to haunt her, and a plot to bring down the entire congregation is unfolding in the shadows she so loves. Will she even survive an initiation? Let alone her revenge. Dang, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, very well written from, like, when I started. Like, it's so... I don't even know what to say. Can you go my good reads? Yeah. Nope. I just finished the book yesterday, so I'm going to read that synopsis and also the synopsis of the book that I'm, like, just currently reading because the one that I just read was really good. <clears throat> So, I just read Sticks and Stones by S. Masery, or Massery, and S.J. Selvis. I've read a couple of S.J. Oh. Selvis's, but I haven't oh, read any Neverlight of Oh, Neverlight is by, like, J. Kristoff or something like that. Sorry. <laughs> I never said the author's name. Um, so this is a hockey romance. Shocker. Sticks and Stones may break our bones. Hockey is my life. After Ren Davis puts my dreams of the NHL in jeopardy, I vow to make my life hurt. Vow to make her life hell. If she comes near me again. But she's my best friend's foster sister, and even though they don't live together anymore, their bond is still tight, which makes avoiding each other extra difficult. Especially when she, especially when I show up at Shadow Valley University and learn my new roommate comes with an unwelcome addition, Ren Davis. As much as I try to make her life hell, she gives it right back, and until she's not just under my skin, but constantly on my mind. But some things can't be forgiven, and fraternizing with the enemy's enemy is the last thing either of us want. That one was really good. I rated it a four out of five stars. I'm trying in 2024 to be super, super, super picky about my five stars Mm -hmm. because I gave five stars a lot out at like 2023. And I'm like, if I think about it, like some of them, yes, were truly five stars. But like, if I'm thinking of like my tops, like Reckless Impulse, like Playing for Keeps Rebecca Mack, like if I'm thinking about my top reads, like um, Sloan St. James, her books, like if I'm thinking of the ones that stuck out to me, those are my five stars. And I'm like, everything that's not that should be four. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if it's not, like, 100% my favorite book, it needs to be four stars. And you were judging me for giving out four stars to some of the books. I know. I'm sorry. And I'm like, but they deserve four stars. They don't stick out to me. <clears throat> okay, but Consider Me did not 
should not have been DNF'd. I'm sorry. I tried so hard. You're going to have to retry. I will retry in the future. It's just because he's a nice guy. <laughs> I have a thing with the bad boys. <sighs> Whatever. Okay. So, anyways, I'm reading Chosen Boy right now by Hannah Gray. I really, really like her writing. Hannah Gray. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read any of hers, but it's the Puck Boys of Brooke University. I'm on the fourth book. Um, <clears throat> so, this is what I'm reading now. I'm probably literally only, like three chapters and so not very far when my parents took me to a hockey camp as a kid they never dreamed it would take me off the path of becoming a doctor like everyone else in the family unfortunately for them the moment i stepped into that arena and onto that ice there was no going back fast forward to my junior year at brooks university and i've got one shot to make it to the pros it's now or never oh and it just exited me out of goodreads it does it all the time it does it to me too it's frustrating i was doing it yesterday because i was making a list of all my books that i read in 2023 to make mm-hmm. an edit like a yeah 2023 wrap-up mm-hmm. and so i was in the middle of writing all my books and, and it, took like, oh. it took you out okay so fast forward to my junior year at brooks university and i've got one shot to make it to the pros it's now or never because if i don't hello medical school goodbye skates the season gets <clears throat> even harder when the hockey team is forced to work with the dance team for a fundraiser and i'm paired with the daughter of my family's sworn enemy as much as i hate to admit it sutton savage oh her last name is savage wow it's hard to notice not to notice her with dark hair, blue eyes, and an angelic face to go along with those mouthy lips. Soon it's damn near impossible for me to hate her, and before I know it, I'm striking up a deal with her to be, for her to be my girlfriend. My fake girlfriend. Since we were kids, I found Sutton to be an entitled brat, someone I can't stand, but suddenly I'm looking at her differently. And when no one is around, I still want to kiss her, and I realize things are becoming a lot more complicated than I ever imagined they would. Romeo and Juliet were forbidden to be together, and look how well they turned- Look how well it turned out for them. The thing is, I'm beginning to see Sutton is worth drinking the poison for. She might not be the one I've always wanted, but now she's the one I only see. She's the only one I see. Wow, I cannot read today. Oh, I can't. Um, so yeah, I'm reading that. <clears throat> it's pretty good. So far. Like I said, I'm only three chapters in, so... I'm hoping that at least get these two books finished by this week. Yeah. Like before Thursday. But I'm two books down on my reading goal. Not even finish one. <laughs> We'll get there. <clears throat> um, I just got accepted onto an a street team of an author, and I'm really excited about it. That's one of my goals, is to do more art reads um, and be on a street team. I'm on the street team for Prue, I think it's Prue Schuler, the one that um, she had the fake life before, and then oh, you, yeah. the one that you wanted the, to the read. Art in the yeah, rain find me on the ice, and then yeah. find me in the rain is the yeah. next one, yeah. The third book comes out here soon so. i just know it has something to do with rain because i always think of racing in the rain yeah this that's the second book is find me in the rain the first one is find me on the ice that's mm-hmm. the one that you want to read but the yeah. second one is still just as good they're both really good yeah. um also <clears throat> i got asked to be on la shaw's beta team instead of their arc team so now Ooh. i get the book like even sooner um just like a quick side note hope and i still have not given christmas gifts to each other because i ordered hope a christmas gift and it still has not arrived and it was supposed to so i had to get refunded and but i already showed hope what her christmas gift was going to be um and now i don't know what to get you because i can't find that sweatshirt from any other seller and i'm really sad because it was really cute there's other sweatshirts you can get me I was thinking about that. Or there's these, like, really cool, like, other things that I was thinking about. Do you want me to show you them and, like, you can pick out what you want? Or do you want to be surprised? I have three things that I'm deciding between. I can... Neither of them are sweatshirts because I don't love any of the other ones that... Yeah. Okay. I can also show you a couple (coughs) ideas that I have, like, some... You can look through my favorites on Etsy's. Yeah, do that. Because, like, I have a bunch of stuff that's favorited. And I'll see if it's the same as what I have. I don't think it is. Only one thing is, like, fantasy-related. The other two are just, like, bookish-related. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Oh, that's false. Two things are fantasy related, one thing's bookish related. No, I don't want Sorry, to see that's loud my eyes. Way off topic, we'll keep talking, but anyways, stay smutty. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>